Femi, good morning. Jeff in Las Vegas. How are you, sir? Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing well, thanks. Just oh, thank oh, my pleasure. Thank you for joining me to talk about the upper world. How did a West African immigrant become a physicist turned novelist? I mean, that's a remarkable story in and of itself. Yeah, no, it's, it's so funny when you mentioned that way. I guess those, those are all pit stops <laughs> that, that, along the journey. No, it's it's been it's been a crazy one. I think I can't explain it in any way, um, and I, I probably can't attribute too much to myself because every step of those different transitions has had a lot of luck and people supporting me, including like my family um, in that sort of West African immigrant side of things, and also the physics part. Um, but I think I just followed things that I, I was passionate about and that I was curious and interested in. And I think when you do that, there's a, it's a renewable energy source um, in the sense that you don't have to look for motivation and fuel. And so just staying in my pocket has helped me, I think, go quite deep in the fields I've been in. You know, tell us about the upper world because it's your first novel. Uh, time shifting is a tricky subject. You know, every time Star Trek tackled it, it was pretty complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, especially in, in fiction, because every time you change something, you're like, oh, how does that affect the past and the future? But anyway, um, no, I, yeah, I had a background, as you mentioned, in, in physics. And so I think one of the big things for me was how do I make this stuff around physics simple um, and give reason, give people a reason to give, give a crap in the first place as well. Um, and so that's why I decided to put it into a narrative. And I have a 16-year-old kid um, and 16-year-old boy and 15-year-old girl as the two main characters, just normal people who like to have fun with, with their mates in high school. Just a, wanted a very concrete, relatable story, fun story and funny, um, but then kind of in the background have this otherworldly time travel physics stuff. So you get a bit of best of both worlds. And you wrote this book because you said it was something you wanted to read, and if it didn't exist, you created it? Yeah, I, th I think that's probably why everybody writes, uh, bothers to write a book. Um, yeah, I, th I think you have to you have to be really quite passionate about writing. Um, it's, it's a marathon of an exercise. I mean, I, I see people who run in the London Marathon or the New York Boston Marathon. And I think they're nuts, um, but <laughs> maybe maybe that's probably how people look at uh, someone who who takes out a couple of years to write a book. Um, but yeah, for for me, it was just giving people a story that they had an experience as well. Um, I would have loved to have had this book when I was a teenager. Um, and I've, I know a lot of adults who read the book and really enjoyed it. I think this, this genre of young adult, you know, if you think of films like Hunger Games, et cetera, a lot, a lot of adults really appreciate it as well. Um, and so it's, it really was, it was an opportunity for me to tell a story I was passionate about, but also to give other people an unexpected combination of things and also opportunity to explore different sides of their minds, whether they like, you know, urban stories or like physics or, or not, et cetera. And it's uh, set in London, so it's got an English flair to it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but I understand a school caretaker, he was a tremendous influence in your life. He's kind of steered you into quantum physics. Yeah, you've done your research. I'm appreciating this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah. Um, it was so random as well. I mean, the guy was, I hesitate to tell this story because it sounds like I, I stole it from Goodwill Hunting, but he was actually a, jan a janitor for a janitor at my, my secondary school. So I wasn't actually a teacher, um, but he just realized I was really quite a curious kid a little bit, even though my curiosity was probably 
misdirected into bad stuff at that point. But, <laughs> but he, he gave me a couple physics books and I kind of read them and I was like, this is kind of interesting. Um, there was just a, just a lot of mind blowing things in physics. There's a lot of things about the universe that are mysterious and miraculous and can expand the way you see and appreciate things. And so for me, it's just like, how do I bring this to people's front steps? And, and also while telling a superhuman, relatable, fun story. Well, I would ask you to explain quantum physics, but it's way too early for that, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> plus, I got Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson is coming to Las Vegas in a couple months. So we'll leave it to him to try to explain it to us. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. He's, he's, he knows what he's on. He's, he's talking about. You know, Femi, your book led to a Holly, led to Hollywood, got their attention, becoming a major Netflix movie starring Daniel Kalua. I mean, good Lord. Jordan Peele and Brad Pitt's production company. Your life is just, I would say, the American dream, but you're Togo and you're English. So, but congratulations. <laughs> yeah, no, thank, thank you, bro. I, I Yeah, it, it was wild. I mean, this all happened during Corona as well, right? So on the one hand, um, like alone in a, in a room isolating and the world is upside down and melting. Um, and then on the other hand, yeah, there's a 15-way auction for the book and Netflix, uh, Keen and Daniel wants to be, yeah. And so it was, I would say it was, you know, a dream come true, but I think it was so far beyond that. I, I, I wasn't smart enough to think of this, <laughs> to dream this up. Um, so it's been incredible, yeah. But you're smart enough for a sequel, right? Working on a sequel to The Upper World? Oh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm writing it as we speak. I mean, not as we speak right now, obviously, but um, <laughs> in general, <laughs> in this period, um, a good chunk of the way through. But I'm excited. So it's going to be a prequel sequel. Um, it looks at the events before and after uh, book one. And so kind of like The Godfather 2, kind of playing around with that timeline of what happens before and after. You know, Femi, I'm an advocate of education, and I think that's exactly what contributed to your success. I mean, to, to be so educated, and and I think just what a wonderful story you have. And uh, also, The Upper World, congratulations, and I appreciate you talking to me today, and I wish you all the success. Let's talk again when the movie comes out. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thanks so much, mate. <laughs> Thank you.